What are you? This is an African people's only live stream. This is an African people's only live stream. This is an African people's only. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we review music, television, and film, interview guests from all walks of life, and provide social commentary for our, for our lifestyle choices. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll do our best to change that. Welcome, guys. How you guys doing? Um, it has been a long time inside. I can say that. Um, as you can see, we have a new intro to the show. Let me know if you guys like it or not. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but I made it, so I just wanted to test it out, see if people would like it or not. Um, but yeah, let me know. Uh, like I said, uh, being inside has been hard, yo. Like, I mean, I do have the privilege of like being able to work from home and everything, but at the same time, like just being able to leave your crib and go wherever you want whenever you want let me not get down because i'm all <laughs> anyway uh the website is up if you're listening to this go to versus the site is live all episodes are on there all 12 episodes the playlists are on there where you can find the podcast is on there a little about section is on there the link to the patreon is on there Everything is on there. Everything Mike History related is on there. I just want y'all to know that. I want y'all to have that information and go get it, please. Check it out. I put some time into it. I really didn't want to do it, but I did what I had to do, and I made it happen. So versusmikehistory.com, everything for the podcast is up there. I'm a little proud. And um, when you go to the website, at the top you'll see, like, you know, a little interview blurb or whatever but right under that it'll be uh something called design of the week and that's something that i want to introduce um to the podcast as well so the design of the week that i have for this week the very first one is the sinus lounge chair by adolph and Schroper. it was created in 1976 now any additional information you could go google do your googles whatever but it's a chair i like it it's on the site and i thought it'd be fluff so anyway uh let's get into it now, I've been recording. This episode is being recorded very late at night. I just want y'all to know that because usually I record episodes during the day, you know, get it out the way, do all the editing and post-production and shit so I could get it out. I mean, so I could have a schedule for the morning, yada, yada, boodle, boom, whatever. However, I had to wait until nighttime to record this episode because new television is on TV. Um, so I've been watching, I've been keeping up with the new season of Westworld and it's been really dope, but what I want to talk about before I get into a little bit of Westworld is Insecure. So Insecure is finally back for its fourth season after taking about a year and a half off. Um, it's been a long time coming. I know a lot of people were anticipating the show coming back, uh, myself being one of those people. So I watched the first episode and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. It's a lot of funny shit happening. Um, first and foremost, the fact that uh, Issa's really getting this black party together and that everything is coming together is, is really dope. 
Um, I really think that's a dope progression of her character because, you know, I feel like for the first two seasons, we viewed Issa as a character who was like always down on her luck and she can't really get things together. And then and by the end of the third season, she started really turning her life around. And then in the fourth season, you see how everything is kind of fitting everything every situation is fitting in a space that it's meant to be fit, uh, fitted in and um this leads to her you know just doing things and just going with the flow instead of like trying to micromanage every single little part of her life like she got a little side nigga a nigga that work at TSA that scene was mad funny um and you know her co-partner with throwing a um co- her co-partner throwing the black party uh is Constance I believe her name is and she's dating Lawrence so that's the whole thing and that's kind of what we explore in the first episode um then finding out that information together and um that Constance's new man is Issa's ex and Issa's ex is dating her black party partner so that's kind of the breakdown it was really dope a lot of funny scenes the way this show is shot is still beautiful um everybody who's doing Everybody who's hired on the show is doing such an amazing job. And um, it's a really good thing to see, like, quality black television um, flourishing. And it's time being taken on it. The music, oh, my gosh. Like, it's phenomenal. Everything about it is so great. So everybody go check out the first episode of Insecure. I'll be here every week um, giving a little breakdown. Hopefully by the time we get closer to season finale, we'll be back outside and I'll be able to have guests on and stuff. So you guys just hear my voice, but regardless, I'll be here giving a little bit of information, my opinion on on the episode and such. Um, oh, one more thing before we get off of Insecure too: the fact that Molly was tripping over her um, Andrew dating other people is super weird. Like, and the stuff that the end with her talking about Issa's life is like I don't know. Like, it just seems like a a really weird thing to say out of the blue especially when they both equally have things that are going on in their life that's can and can't be problematic so we'll see how that goes this season because we obviously saw the the intro part where um she was talking about how she didn't really fuck with molly when it was getting closer to the block party but you know whatever (sighs) so where was i with westworld oh yeah so we on um episode five of westworld and uh, basically, Dolores is just roaming through the city. She's causing chaos. And every episode that progresses into the further into the season just shows how much control she has over the environment. And um, I think that it's funny that they're showing her dismantle this uh, society that she just can plow through. But once it becomes chaotic, it'll be much harder to navigate that space. So I think that we'll see more of that when we move forward in the season. Um, but it's a, it's really interesting because it, it plays on, like, who are you really? And Aaron Paul's character gets asked multiple times or he has to question, um, like, why, ex- why exactly he's doing what he's doing for Dolores. And, you know, half of it is because she showed him that the company that – is ruining like is running everybody's lives is really controlling them and controlling their outcome of their entire life but he doesn't really know what Dolores is and um I think that that's when we get closer to that realization because we did in this episode 
And um, when we get closer to that realization, things just started to start to really come together. I don't know. The, um, the thing about Westworld to me is that it comes in waves. So like the first season was really good. And then the second season was like really confusing. And now um, I feel like things are clear again. But like it kind of lacks, I don't know, action. Like there's action going on. Like there are explosives and hand-to-hand combat and things like that. But like... I feel like moments that are supposed to be more impactful aren't really hitting as much as they can. But, you know, um, the content is interesting to me regardless. So I'm going to keep watching and I'm going to keep reviewing it. And um, I think those are the two that I'm going to stick with for now. Moving forward, uh, what do we got? Okay, so this week was a pretty busy week for me because I just started working from home. And, um, not and um anything, but... I, the movies, the two movies that I did get to watch this past week were, uh, well, three, but the two that correlate with each other are Parasite and Snowpiercer. So Parasite, you can go watch on Hulu and Snowpiercer is on Netflix. I want to talk about Snowpiercer first though. Um, the thing about Snowpiercer is that, well, the thing about both of those films is that they're directed by the same people and they both had and they both share a star but that's not really what i'm i'm not really here to talk about how they compare to each other um but i'm here to judge them individually so i watched snowpiercer first because i knew that um i was going to be watching well i watched snowpiercer first because i just had time and then i found out later in the week that parasite was on there so i was like oh this is interesting i'll say this for the podcast but um, I put Snowpiercer on, and Netflix got it at, like, 98% for me um, on their thing, on their algorithm. So I was like, you know what, whatever, I put this on. And, like, I know a lot of people who watched it, and I know, and I follow a lot of people on YouTube and listen to podcasts where people talk about how great this film is and how it didn't get the recognition it was supposed to and yada, 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 da, 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 da. And um, so I was like, you know what, whatever, I put this on. So I put Snowpiercer on, and I watched it, and... I was satisfied with what I was watching for most of the movie. And I thought it was pretty good. And I still think that it's a good movie. I don't think that it's a bad movie. But the thing that bothered me about it is the ending. Like, the ending really bothered me because we didn't end the story with characters that we started the story with. And films like that really bothered me. Um, the story and the concept and everything like that was cool. But there's so many avenues that that type of franchise could go down. And I feel like um, we wasted a lot of time on, like, dramatics and different scenes and stuff like that. And I don't know. um, It wasn't a bad movie. Like I said, it just was I just hate movies that, like, hype you up from the beginning. Like, you know, this big thing is supposed to happen and then you see it happen on on screen. And then by the end, it's like, all right, well we're getting to the end and it looks like there's an idea. Like I have an idea of what could happen at the end, but like, how, like how would it make sense? How would, how is the director going to make sense of this? So those are thoughts that are usually running through my mind when I'm running through, when I'm watching a movie that like, I don't really fully understand. And usually uh, if it's a bad movie, then I'm like, all right, whatever. And if it's a good movie, then I'm like, Oh wow. Like this is really dope. And it raises my perception of the film in totality. 
this film did the la- um did the pride did the former and i was like i didn't understand the ending i'm like all right so what like i don't want to spoil it I, I know i talked about went in depth about the shows i'm watching but i don't want to spoil it for you guys i don't want to spoil everything i watched but it was like i just didn't understand where what idea we were supposed to have with the with the ending of the film and i was bothered a lot um parasite however was very delightful it was a great film um it had me on the edge of my seat for the whole from the beginning to end the cast was great the fact that it's a foreign film and that you have to read subtitles throughout the entire film is almost a non-factor and um that was very surprising for me because I I don't shy away from foreign films, but I don't watch. I'm not a big fan of them just because it's like it's not in my main language. And um, watching that film and knowing the success it had in the box office and through the award circuit um, this past year, just and this year even, um, just reinforced like how that mindset and that train of thought has to be changed um when coming to review films or watch films or anything like that so um parasite was dope the ending was great um and it kind of and i brought up the fact that that these two films snowpiercer and parasite had the same director because their endings were similar um but parasite did it so much better it's like the kind of nuance that the director was trying to inject in the Snowpiercer, he really got right with Parasite. And I appreciate that. And it was a good, um, it was good to see that on screen because you know that like it was a director learning from his mistakes and growing as a creative. And I thought that was fire. Um, whew, that was a mouthful. Um, what else we got? What else we got here? Uh, oh, and then close out the movie section. We got um, Stephen Glover, who is Donald Glover's brother and the creator of the show Atlanta with Donald Glover. Um, he went on a tad Twitter rant, and um, I kind of just wanted to go through this because it led me to the other documentary that I was able to catch um, this past week. And um, this is where he starts with. He says, so Stephen Glover on Twitter, he was like, if you want to know why there hasn't been a funny movie in a while, it's because everybody's scared of offending people slash Twitter. They make the main character gay or fat to be inclusive. Then they proceed to make all the same gay fat jokes, but just way weaker. Um, so somebody replied and said, the funny thing about this tweet is that Atlanta is a great example that you can be funny without offending people. And then he replied and said, tell that to the people mad about Mike Vick and Cat Williams winner in our show. I know I sound grumpy, but just tired of art suffering and being altered by people that actually don't give a fuck about art. If you actually cared, your opinion would be valid. The Cat Williams episode of Atlanta was almost pulled before it aired. True story, he won an Emmy, and the world continued. I think it's our best episode. I don't want to use months of time and brain power writing a great script only to have a person that spent five minutes on it come behind me and rearrange the fuck shit up. My, my name ends up on it so they don't actually care. FX allows Atlanta to cook. That's why it works. Get out of my way and I'll get you a championship. The worst part is now niggas are guessing where y'all will be will be offended by. Y'all, <laughs> y'all ain't even offended. 
Yeah, and shit being we worked, lol. Your homework is to go watch Too Funny to Fail on Hulu. So what did Mike History go do? He went to go watch Too Too Funny to Fail on YouTube uh, on Hulu. And that documentary was pretty cool. It was it's a documentary about the Dana Carvey Show, which is um, a sketch comedy show that was on air on ABC in the late eighties. I want to say. The eight, late 80s or early 90s I can't remember But the Dana Carvey show That's what the documentary is about And it's the show About Dana Carvey Who was A really big hit on SNL He did a lot of funny shows He did a lot of funny skits He did um, Wayne's World With Mike Myers My, oh, my Wayne, Wayne's World 1 and 2 And he even had a falling out With Mike Myers Because um, He felt like Mike Myers stole The character of um, Austin Powers from him But that's neither here or there neither here nor there um the documentary is about this show the dana carvey show about what he did after he left snl and the people that he hired uh, that he hired on the show are huge mega stars like stephen colbert uh steve carroll um louis ck um and other people like it was a really dope documentary about how the show came together but about how network interference ruined the show so they really got all of these young talented people who were going to be future superstars um on 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 the cast for the show the writing crew and the acting crew and the skit crew and what ended up happening is that abc was bought by disney and once disney bought abc they thought it was going to be more slapstick and more like family friendly so they put it out to home improvement and anybody who's seen home improvement knows that that's just like your average white family show that you, you know, it's not really any inappropriate humor. It's like, oh, dad, why can't I use the car? And then he tries to sneak and use the car and he crashes it and it's like, oh, son, learning your lesson, whatever. Typical middle 90s white man America bullshit, whatever. Regardless, um, the show did not pop at all. It only ran seven episodes, and it's just an incredible story about how people who are clearly talented and who will go on to make uh, millions of dollars and a bunch of success for their own careers were all together in this one space and couldn't make it work. Um, and I thought that that was, you know, a really dope um, documentary. But the thing that the question that I raised after I was done watching was that well, is this Steven Glover taking shots at Disney? Because FX is owned by Disney now because Disney bought Fox. So it would be real interesting to know that Disney is getting in the way of ruining good black TV. And, you know, I don't want to ruin them. I don't want to. I don't want no parts with the mouse. But, you know, they got juice. So I don't know, man. We're just going to have to see. I hope Atlanta's next season is really dope and they didn't spend a lot of time away from recording and building all these successful careers for each other just to come back and not be able to make that magic work. Anywho, uh, what do we, what do we got here? Okay. We got new music. Um, so division dropped divisions album dropped. Wow. Okay. So throughout the week, division dropped a single called dangerous city. Um, and it's pretty dope. It's a good, it's a nice little vibe, but I'm pretty sure their album just dropped this weekend and I haven't listened to it, and I'm kind of bothered by that. I'm about to check my phone right now on air, so I'm just going to talk through it while it's loading, and let's see 
what we have here. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, EP's been singing. Okay, so no, the album didn't drop yet, but the playlist, I mean, but the um, track list for the, for the album definitely dropped. But yeah, so they dropped the song, and clearly it's release season for them. And um, they've been on a roll. Their quality has been raising exponentially since they came on the scene, since they signed with Drake or whatever. And um, they're one of my favorite duos. And they dropped a song and it was fire. <sighs> what else? Uh, we got um, Trina just dropped a new album. I haven't heard that either, but I know that she's dropping new music because I was watching um, Hotboxing with Mike Tyson, which is his podcast. And um, they just we're having this really dope conversation about, you know, what does it mean to kill your ego and why do people do the things that they do? And it was really in depth and just, um, they just evaluated the human psyche and really went inward in terms of like how fear controls decisions and being in fear can control how successful you are or can control how unsuccessful you are. And for Mike Tyson, it, it was a big, reason for his success and um it was a really good it was a really good episode it was a really good podcast um i would suggest everybody go see it and go stream trina's new album i'm gonna go check that out too but that was really dope uh last but not least uh quarantine radio or quarantine radio uh well yeah we could we could do quarantine radio but Quarantine Radio led to Tori's album coming out this week. I'm pretty sure. Um, I didn't see any official date for Tori's album coming out before the last couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure that's because everything went on lockdown because of the coronavirus. But since everything's been closed, Tori's been doing his Instagram live sessions where, you know, he's getting shorties on. From around the country to shake their ass on camera on Instagram Live and called it Quarantine Radio. Now, Tori has been doing amazing numbers. Um, we all thought it was amazing when DJ D Nice went and did and went and hit a hundred thousand people on Instagram Live when he was DJing. But Tori Lanes has been getting up to three hundred and fifty thousand people on his Instagram live and that's astounding. And for any label, that's like, all right, well, this is clearly, clearly an artist who can drop whenever. And you know, it really won't affect the numbers so much. The fact that he's inside because people are still tuning into everything that he's doing. So it dropped and I haven't heard all of it. I've heard some of it, whatever I liked. Um, is Tori saying is, I guess it's Tori giving, his old sound to kiss goodbye because he was talking about how he had to dumb his sound down because of the label and now he's a fully independent artist and yada 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 and you know it's 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 cool because um I always gonna I'm always gonna support an artist becoming independent. Um but I don't know, like just hearing that the label wanted him to change his sound to a different sound and complaining about that once everything is up. I kind of have issues with that because it's like, I feel like him, an artist of his caliber should be more control of that. And I feel like if you don't put yourself in that position to begin with, then you will never be in it later. But what do I know? I'm not a music ex executive. So I'm just talking my shit here. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it on music. I guess we're on Instagram live now. Uh, 
Teddy Riley and Babyface was supposed to happen on Saturday, and it didn't happen, and I'm upset. And a couple reasons it didn't happen is because Teddy Riley tried to, like, inject his business venture into the process. He was like, well, he's going to get his business, who handles Instagram Live. It's still going to be on Instagram Live, but it's going to go through his business, and you're going to be able to swipe up and yada, yada, yada. And it just kind of muddied the whole thing up because it was like, yo, just do it how everybody else has been doing it. And, you know, stop trying to make it a, a venture. And um, Babyface actually had COVID-19. So that was pretty interesting. Um, but he went on Instagram this past weekend to announce that um, he's feeling better. He's at the hospital and that he will be doing the Instagram live with Teddy Riley. So once he feels better, I'm sure we're going to get that battle. Tim and Swiss, thank you. All of this hip hop, all this R&B, all this good music that's been bringing everybody together while we all inside has been uh, very appreciative. This is a very kind gesture. And I, I respect the creativity and I respect the platform that you guys created. So I just wanted to say that on air. And then last but not least, RZA and DJ Premier went at it this past Saturday. And yo, when I tell you that I fanboyed, I fanboyed, bro. Uh, first of all, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan, like huge. But DJ Premier is like, his talent is just unmatched. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how good he is. It's, it's like, it doesn't even make sense almost. So they went back and forth on the Instagram battle this past weekend. And uh, last night actually. And it was amazing. It was everything you would think that uh, 90s hip hop, you know what I mean? Boom bap, like straight rugged gully, like Everything, everything you will hope for in, in that type of battle um, was pretty much served to us on a silver platter. It was a beautiful thing. And um, I'm glad that I'm, that I'm here to see it. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to look forward to in terms of our heroes who are still here because, you know, we're getting good content out of this. And hopefully it, it goes away sooner than later. And hopefully we get back outside to enjoy the fruits of our labor and we get society built back up and we get healthy people and we keep healthy people healthy and we help the sick uh, get through their turbulent times. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, this was a rough episode for me. Um, I don't really re record this late at night, like I said before, and I had to watch two episodes of television and talk about them fresh. But um, I did it nonetheless, and I hope you guys are enjoying the content. I hope to hear more from people. Um, like I said, versusmikehistory.com. We're on we're on Twitter at versusmh. We're on Instagram at versusmikehistory. I appreciate everybody that's listening everywhere: New York, Texas, California, Europe, everywhere. So, um, guys, please reach out. Let me know what to work on with the podcast and everything, because I want to hear from you guys. And I want to make this shit better. And we got a lot of dope shit coming up. And when we get back outside and we get these interviews back popping, we'll know. But this has been another one. See you guys.